Hello, my friends, a whale of a show for you today. We're going to talk about Christine Anderson, the member of the European Parliament, who was thrown under the proverbial bus along with three conservative MPs by Pierre Polyev today for, quote, hateful and vile comments and beliefs. I'm trying to find those vile comments and beliefs. I'll let you know if you if I find them. I'll show you a bunch of news about this, including some video clips and some interesting stats about it being illegal to be a Nazi in Germany. I'll, I'll read to you from the German law. Lots of very, very interesting day, very interesting story. I really think it's going to be a great podcast, but I'd like you to consider subscribing to the video version of the podcast. We call that Rebel News Plus. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com, click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month. I want to show you some video and some photos of this too. That's what you get with the video version, obviously. All right, here's today's podcast. Tonight, is Pierre Polyev reading Liberal Party talking points and engaging in cancel culture? It's February 24th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Shame on you, you censorious bug. Did Pierre Polyev just go woke? Did he just engage in cancel culture, Trudeau style, and condemn a conservative activist and his own MPs for meeting with her because, because he panicked? Because a liberal journalist scared him? What's going on? I'm talking about Christine Anderson, the fascinating member of the European Parliament, shown here with a diverse group of Canadian conservatives, including Leslyn Lewis and others, including a Jewish organizer. In a moment, I'll tell you why I mentioned that. I think Christine Anderson is very interesting, and there's a lot of things I like about her. Do you remember her? I've interviewed her once or twice myself. She's an elected politician from Germany who sits in the European Parliament in Brussels. So she's called an MEP, a member of the European Parliament. Here's one of the speeches she gave that made her instantly famous here in Canada for speaking up for us when the Conservative Party of Canada, especially under Aaron O'Toole, just wouldn't. This one went viral. It would have been more appropriate for Mr. Trudeau, Prime Minister of Canada, to address this House according to Article 144, an article which was specifically designed to debate violations of human rights, democracy, and the rule of law, which is clearly the case with Mr. Trudeau. Then again, a prime minister who openly admires the Chinese basic dictatorship who tramples on fundamental rights by persecuting and criminalizing his own citizens as terrorists just because they dared to stand up to his perverted concept of democracy should not be allowed to speak in this house at all. Mr. Trudeau, you are a disgrace for any democracy. Please spare us your presence. Thank you. Now, she's a member of a political party in Germany called AFD, which stands for Alternative for Deutschland, which you can probably figure out means alternative for Germany. I've been following them for years, and I'd compare them to the old Reform Party under Preston Manning, uh, but a bit more modern. I mean, it's Germany, so things are a little bit different over there. I mean, for example, their uh, leader, Alice Weidel, is uh, openly lesbian, for example. I'm just saying, when they're being condemned as right-wing, 
I'm not sure that's quite accurate. Germany's a little bit different in, in its politics. Um, so how is the AFD doing? Is it uh, extremist fringe? Well, it depends what you mean. Uh, in their Bundestag, their version of our House of Commons or or the U.S. House of Representatives, their, their Congress, um, they have more than 10% of the seats. So in Canadian terms, they're more mainstream than the NDP or the Bloc Québécois. And before I go further, you should know that it is actually illegal to be a Nazi or a Nazi supporter in Germany. Not just to be a Nazi, but to talk like a Nazi or give the Sieg Heil straight-armed Hitler salute like a Nazi. Now, you can be a communist, you can be a Satanist, you can be just about any crazy or extreme ideological thing in Germany, but anything Nazi or Nazi-like is specifically banned. Isn't that interesting? And it's not that surprising. Uh, here is a um, report on the, on the matter for the Library of Congress. They have this interesting memo I found uh, about the special Nazi laws in Germany. Uh, let me quote, Article 130, Paragraph 4 of the Penal Code, under an amendment to the law that was adopted in 2005, prescribes that anyone who, quote, approves of, glorifies, or justifies the violent and despotic rule of the National Socialists, that's Nazis, in a way that disturbs the public peace in a manner that violates the dignity of the victims, will face a penalty of up to three years imprisonment. So literally just saying you approve of Hitler can land you in prison. You can say you approve of Stalin or Mao, both of whom killed more than Hitler did. You can say you approve of Osama bin Laden. That's all fine under the law in Germany. Just Hitler and the Nazis are bad. I mention that because here in Canada, Justin Trudeau and his cronies and the media party call their opponents Nazis all the time. Gerald Butts even ridiculously called me a Jew, a Nazi. That's what they do. But they don't do that in Germany because of the historical reasons. Now, I mention all this because Christina Anderson has been on tour in Canada for a week, and she recently posed with photos with the aforementioned Leslin Lewis and other MPs, and here is a liberal media party type tweeting about it. And he says, this was unwise. Polyev is going to have a challenge keeping these MPs in line during an election campaign. Now, when I saw that, I thought this is obviously the media party trying to run interference for the Liberal Party, trying to get some misdirection going on. Hey, look at that. Hey, look at over there. Um, I refer in particular to the Chinese Communist Party, which we are only now learning about the deep links between the Chinese Communist Party and the Liberal Party and how the Chinese Communist Party helped get the Liberals elected. And also, in terms of anti-Semitism, claiming that Christine Anderson is anti-Semitic, well, that's a way of changing the channel from Leif Maroof, the diehard, longtime anti-Semite that the liberals hired. Um, but then I saw this in response to that media party tweet, and I didn't even believe it was real at first. This is by Brian Lilly, who says conservative leader Pierre Polyev on the three conservative MPs who met with European MEP Christine Anderson earlier this week. And it's a screenshot which says... Christine Anderson's views are vile and have no place in our politics. 
The MPs were not aware of this visiting member of the European Parliament's opinions, and they regret meeting with her. Frankly, it would be better if Anderson never visited Canada in the first place. She and her racist, hateful views are not welcome here. Someone asked, I do not know much about her, but could you please provide links to where she has been any type of hateful? And Brian Lilly replied, lots in this column, and he shows a column written by the liberal dirty trickster Warren Kinsella, conservative MPs wrong to meet with German extremists. So you can see the pipeline here. Liberal war room, liberal dirty trickster Warren Kinsella gets Brian Lilly to go on the attack against Leslie Lewis and others. It, just a reminder, Warren Kinsella was paid by Aaron O'Toole to smear the People's Party of Canada as racist falsely. He's a paid lobbyist, paid dirty trickster. It's always odd to me that he's published in The Sun, given that he's working for other clients. He's not just a columnist. Now, I read through the whole Kinsella piece, and mainly it just quotes other left-wing activists, like the Southern Poverty Law Center. So it's just quoting other people calling her names, but they don't actually have any quotes from her that are racist or hateful, which is sort of weird because both the Pierre Polyev statement and Brian Lilly claim that there's some proof. But there was one thing in Kinsella's column that bothered me. I'm Jewish. And um, he said about the alternative for Deutschland, its party leaders have called Holocaust memorials shameful. They have dismissed the horrors perpetrated by the Nazi regime as bird shit. And I thought, oh, no. Is that true? Well, there was a link to the source of this, which I clicked on. And it was from Deutsche Welle, which is a large mainstream media in Germany. AFD chief downplays Nazi era as bird shit. That was the headline that Kinsella and Lilly, by extension, said that the AFD claimed that the horrors perpetrated by the Nazis were bird shit, as in he was diminishing them. But here's what he, this AFD leader actually said. This was embedded in the Deutsche Welle story. You can see it for yourself. Um, you tell me if Warren Kinsella and Brian Lilly are telling the truth. Hitler and the Nazis are just bird shit on the 1,000 years old successful German history, says AFD co-leader Gowland and Seabach. So he wasn't saying that the Holocaust and its horrors were bird shit. He wasn't diminishing them. He was saying that Hitler was shit. Hitler was a stain on German history. That's anti-Hitler. That's not pro-Hitler. He's saying it was a stain on Germany's otherwise noble history, which which is obviously true. How is that possibly pro-Holocaust or anti-Semitic? Kinsella misquoted it. And that same AFD leader, and we're, we're not talking about Christine Anderson here, this is years ago now, by the way, said that the Holocaust memorial was a shame. That's what Kinsella said, but no, no, no. He said it was a monument of shame. Yeah, um, Holocaust memorials are monuments of the shame of the Nazis. That's exactly right. Um, it's true. It's almost like Kinsella is a partisan mud thrower hired to smear his opponents like he did with the PPC. I, I'll just read a little bit more um, 
Kinsella says there is much, much more about Anderson and her AFG online. Lewis, Carey, and Allison could have found it in a simple Google search, as this writer did. But, but actually, he, ha he hasn't shown anything other than two things he's twisted, has he? I read his article. He, he doesn't have anything there. That she's, he has a link to the liberal funded anti hate coalition. I clicked on that and I read it too. It's basically complaining that she's pro trucker and that she dared to pose for a picture with Tamara Leach. That's pretty much it. And Pierre Polyev bit, he went for it. He created a scandal and a storm and a fiasco where there was none. He admitted an accusation and threw his own MPs under the bus. And really, did Pierre Polyev really say, frankly, it would be better if Anderson never visited Canada in the first place? She and her racist, hateful views are not welcome here. Did, did he really say that? I just don't, I don't believe that, actually. I think that was written by some staffer. I mean, if it was put out over his name, I guess it's his. Uh, here's how the Globe and Mail reported this story later. They're, they're excited to attack conservatives. But they seem to have found the same thing that I just told you about. There really isn't a lot of their bear. Warren Kinsella was stretching the truth as usual. Here's the Globe and Mail story. Um, it's behind uh, a paywall, but here's what they say. This was the worst of it about Christine Anderson. Miss Anderson has falsely claimed COVID-19 vaccines are experimental and as of March 2022, refused to be tested for COVID-19. But but they are experimental. They're, they're not done being tested. We know that they're not done clinical trials. They have years more of clinical trials. That's why there was an emergency use authorization. How's that, how's that controversial? I, I don't think it's controversial to say that they're experimental. Of course they are. mRNA technology is experimental. This is the first mRNA drug. It's not done being tested yet. She says she's never been tested for COVID, me neither. Why, why would I? But obviously there was some sort of struggle session within the bosom of the conservative party because Brian Lilly, or, or is it, should I call him Warren Kinsella's little helper these days? I don't know. He published this tweet, joint statement from Leslie Lewis, Colin Carey, and Dean Allison, MP, on meeting with MEP Christine Anderson in Toronto this week. And they quote, strongly condemn any views that are racist or hateful. So they're, they're not saying what views, they're just if there's a racist view, they condemn it. Um, I, I just want to point out that, you, that in Germany, they don't have this kind of BS. Here's a story I found interesting. It's called, Is It Illegal to Call Someone a Nazi? Isn't that interesting? An American dropped the word Nazi during a spat at Frankfurt Airport in Germany. Police say it was directed at them and are suing her for slander. But in a country with freedom of speech, how can this be legal? Isn't that interesting? In, in Germany, the place that knew the Nazis the most, it's illegal to be a Nazi, to support a Nazi, to have the Hitler salute or swastika. And if you falsely call someone a Nazi, as some American tourist apparently did to a cop, they'll sue you because not only is being a Nazi a terrible thing, a criminal thing, but falsely calling someone a Nazi is a terrible thing and you can sue over it. 
And uh, I tell you that just to remind you that Christine Anderson is not a Nazi. And I know that because if she were one, she would be in prison. Now, there is something that I did cringe when I saw. And it was this photo um, of Christine Anderson, who obviously had no idea what, who these people were, doing some made-up salute of a made-up flag. Let me read the tweet. Plaid Army right-wing vlogger Derek Harrison, best known for saying, I would like to see our own January 6th event, and German AFT MEP Christine Anderson hoist a diagonal flag and salute at Eglinton Grand Theatre Gala event, Toronto, Feb 21, 2023. Now, you know that the diagonal is sort of a made-up uh, fake hate by some clowns. And I think they think it's funny. They call themselves comedians. But, of course, there's such a demand for actual hate groups in Canada and such little supply that whenever Diagalon, or in other words, the two guys who claim to run Diagalon, pop up with their flag, it's devoured by the media. Oh, my God, there they are. Now, Diagalon are not Nazis, even though they have a strange flag that I guess is reminiscent of a Nazi flag or just a black and white diagonal. And this salute, which I suppose is a knockoff of the Hitler salute. I think whoever, including the Jewish organizer I mentioned earlier, whoever allowed Christine Anderson to hang out with those diagonal people, even if hanging out was one minute long, did a tremendous disservice to her. The Diagonal is not funny. It's not a funny joke. They are agents provocateurs. It wouldn't surprise me one bit if they turned out to be paid by Warren Kinsella himself. That's the kind of dirty tricks he does and is paid to do. I like Christine Anderson. I don't know everything she says, and I probably don't agree with everything she says. But I know she was spot on with condemning Justin Trudeau and supporting the trucker convoy when many so-called conservative MPs in Canada didn't. I think she's a pretty good MEP, member of the European Parliament, and she was elected by Germans. I know she's not a Nazi. That's illegal. Who She cannot even be called a Nazi in Germany. That would be illegal, too. So you have a, an MEP who stood up for Canadian freedom when Canadians wouldn't. You know she's not a Nazi. That's certified. And you have a liberal mudslinger, Warren Kinsella, and the disloyal Brian Lilly, they spooked somebody in the Conservative Party to throw Leslie Lewis and other MPs under the bus. I, I wonder if Pierre Polyev actually saw those words that were put out to the media. And what have we now? Well, all the pressure has been taken off of Justin Trudeau over the Chinese connection and over their own anti-Semitic connection. And the pressure in the media is being put back on Pierre Polyev. I think it was a foolish move by Polyev. Why did he let the media bully him into punishing his own MPs? That's one of the wonderful things about being a liberal MP. They will never blink. They will never apologize, never explain. Did scared staff stampede him into doing that? Why did Pierre Polyev and his communication staff change the public narrative, which has been so strong in recent days, why did he embarrass his own people, cancel them, humiliate them, 
and demoralize the base. Why did he do that? He's been so strong on fighting with the media, fighting with the CBC, saying he'd defund it. And not only is that substantively great policy, but it encourages party members to stand up to the media. And it teaches the media that they're not the boss of him. They don't set his agenda. Well, today the media did set his agenda. The media made him devour his own MPs, humiliate them, embarrass them, condemn a member of the European Parliament who, you know, even if she has some uh, comments that aren't completely in sync with Polyev, hateful and vile and shouldn't even come to Canada? That doesn't sound like a conservative to me. Sounds like a Warren Kinsella, Brian Lilly conservative to me. Sounds like a Trudeau caricature of a conservative. I hope this isn't a sign of more to come from Pierre Polyev. Up next, I want to show you an exclusive interview that our own Alexa Lavoie did with Christine Anderson, including pressing her on the diagonal. Before I show you that, I want to remind you that Pierre Polyev himself not only saw the diagonal flag, he actually shook hands with Diagolon's leader. Again, the whole thing is a fake group, an agent provocateur likely paid by the liberals, but it's quite something to throw your own MPs under the bus for. Up next, that interview with Alexa. Hi, I'm with Kristen Anderson. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. So you are doing your touring across Canada. Why do you think it's so successful and popular? Well, first of all, I mean, I've been received here by the Canadian people. That has just been phenomenal. Um, I've never been made feel so welcome anywhere else. And uh, it's, it's been really overwhelming. And... Uh, yeah, I just, like I said, the freedom, the, the Canadian freedom truckers, they are the bravest people in the world. And I feel so blessed that I got a chance to meet with them. We know that you had also, I think it was yesterday, you, did, you had a private dinner with some MP of the Conservative Party. Yes, I did. And uh, it was fine. It was excellent, actually. We had a, a great time. We got along pretty well and uh, we touched on some issues that uh, we're both dealing with uh, in the respective parliaments and uh, we discussed how we uh, yeah, could possibly form a platform so to be more effective um, as to not get the, how should I put this, the globalitarian elites that obviously have uh, infiltrated our democratically elected government to a point that they no longer serve in the best interest of the people. And um, I think we've uh, come up with uh, some ideas of how to do this. So I'm going to talk a little bit about a statement that went out from the Conservative Party saying that they called you a vile racist. How do you intend to respond to that? Yes, I've seen that uh, a tweet by uh, Mr. Prolivier, and uh, it really saddens me that he would actually use the same language uh, that uh, Mr. Trudeau or 
all the other uh, gov governments in the dem uh, Western democracies would use to slander me. Uh, like I said, we really had a great time with the members of his party. We all enjoyed ourselves. And um, if he resorts to that and misrepresents what I stand for in such a way, then I'm terribly sorry. Then I will have to tell Mr. Polivier uh, he has no business being the leader of the opposition because he's actually doing uh, Mr. Trudeau's bidding and uh, he should seriously reconsider uh, if he would like to continue to do this because if he does, um, the way I see it, the people will no longer uh, support him and uh, that would serve him right. Mm -hmm. So since he seems to agree with that statement, what is your doubt now? Because it was not the, this doubt that you had about him. What is your doubt now about him? Oh, well, I definitely changed my perspective on him now. Uh, like I said, anyone doing the bidding of Mr. Trudeau and buying into the uh, narrative of, uh, yeah, representing me in a way that, as uh, Mr. Trudeau would put it or would call it, un unacceptable views, um, just goes to show that apparently uh, he is someone that truly lacks the ability to see what's right in front of him and to see what is really important. And, uh, yeah he may no longer be fit to actually represent the people. We saw a picture on Twitter circulating. So my question to you would be, why did you choose to pose with the controversial Diagolon flag and salute with its member? To be quite honest, I actually had a blast doing it because I was told this is like they are comedians and, and literally made a mockery of this whole government agenda and uh, the way they're trying to slander even the freedom truckers as racists and all of that. So they came up with this idea, uh, created like this flag and, and a special greeting and I just had a blast with it. And yeah, I've, you know, posted a post for the picture with that and uh, I will not apologize for that because I had a good time doing it. Uh, I just like the idea of someone making a mockery of this whole madness that is going on with the governments controlling the people. So um, yes, that was actually uh, pretty funny and uh, I did that. What I did not appreciate, however, is um, that this picture then obviously was uh, uh, used in a completely different uh, context. Uh, given it a different meaning, but I will not apologize for that. I had a blast and I will do it again because no one gets to define me. I know what I stand for. I know exactly who I am. I know what I'm fighting and uh, I know perf perfectly well what I am fighting for. And that is freedom, democracy and the rule of law. And if you throw in some kind of co comedian touch in that, oh, be my guest. I will be all for it. So uh, no one gets to define me. Did you heard about Diagolon before or the flag that he's carrying around? No, I hadn't heard. Uh, I was told. And uh, like I said, I just love the idea of someone making a mockery of these uh, overreaching and controlling governments. So you, you are pursued that Diagolon and his flag is just mockery and just kind of humoristic movement. Yeah, that, that is exactly my, my impression. And like I said, it's a brilliant idea. And maybe more people should do it. Uh, you know, just make a mockery of this idiotic government uh, uh, that is uh, 
increasingly infringing on fundamental rights, make a mockery of it, because that's all we have left pretty much. And uh, yeah, I mean, I can tell you about uh, in Germany, they just uh, took down a group of people that were allegedly trying to overthrow government and uh, kidnap our Secretary of Health. while I will have to admit there is, I, I cannot see why anyone would want to kidnap this idiot. But um, aside from that, so they took this this uh, group of people down and uh, turned out they were like 80, 81 year olds and an old lady with a plastic bag. And I was like, seriously, <clears throat> they should get prepared and monitor all, you know, the walker sales, because if that increases, they might mobilize to overtake the government. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But if you knew before that all the flag and this uh, group, uh, what they stand for is mostly extremists and not really well greatly viewed by the society, by what they stand for, would you have done the same? Well, the question is, are they really extremists or are they only being labeled as extremists? Once again, my impression was, and I still continue to, to, to think of it that way, it was someone trying to make a mockery of this ridiculous attempt of the governments to control the people. And like I said, brilliant idea. More people should do it. Mm-hmm. We know that also now that you are under attack by a lot of people on Twitter, uh, they use one of your tweets speaking out about the number of Muslim entering in Europe uh, in the last past year. I think your tweet is come from um, 2021. And uh, so my question would be, do you do a difference between um, the radical Islam and the Muslim or you condemn all this religion as a whole? Okay, I always differentiate between uh, people and uh, organizations. <clears throat> so when, when looking at Islam, um, I do not have problems with Muslims. I do, however, have a problem with Islam. I do not consider Islam to be a, a religion, uh, much less a religion of peace. It's actually a religion of submission. Um, I... I I seriously have a problem with Islam. Um, I'm not Islamophobe. Uh, On the contrary, I'm not afraid of Islam. What I'm afraid of is um, that Islam, and I consider it that uh, that to be, the Islam is is a misogynistic, dehumanizing, and and, you know, uh, ideology. It's not a religion, at least not by our standard of what a religion should be. Our understanding of, of religion is actually that uh, love, compassion, forgiveness, you know, and eternal life. That's our understanding of religion. That, however, does not apply to Islam, as l- at least not if you really look into this ideology. Uh, by no stretch of the imagination would you actually consider that a religion. Um, It's kind of like while uh, communism claims to be some kind of a a governing uh, mechanism, uh, which it's not, it's a religion, but Islam posing as a religion is exactly that. It's a state ideology. And so what you will respond to the people we call you Islamophobic? Like I said, I am not afraid of Islam by no means. 
but I'm definitely opposed to Islam uh, because I do consider it a misogynistic, dehumanizing uh, ideology, totalitarian even, if you will. And so for finishing all this interview, a lot of people doesn't know who is Christine Anderson. She just show up after like blasting Mr. Trudeau in front of everybody in the uh, European Parliament. Can you a little bit explain who you are? Well, I'm just a person uh, who has, um, as a German, uh, I consider myself to indeed have learned from history. And uh, that was a very dark time uh, we had in Germany in the, th in the 30s. So, um, but you need to understand the mechanisms of how was it all possible that this horrible, abominable Nazi regime came all about. You have to understand this. And uh, once you do, you will see the parallels we're seeing right now. And uh, I will fight that for as long as I, as I can, um, because I don't ever want uh, anyone to have to experience that again. And uh, all of the ones that consider me right-wing extremist or even call me a Nazi, um, I will just, uh, you know, uh, give back or, or uh, give in response, uh, the ones screaming loudest, never again, they wouldn't recognize fascism if it jumped up and bit them in their faces. And the ones believing they would have been the guys back then being in resistance, well, look at you now. Look at what you've done the last three years, and there's your answer. No, you would not have been in resistance. You would have been right up front, in front of the parade, marching and cheering it on. That's you. Well, thank you very much, and I hope you enjoy your trip here in Canada. And uh, I hope that all this will not destroy like your view of uh, what Canada is about. No, it will absolutely not. I mean, what I've experienced here, that has been really, it has been phenomenal. Um, I mean, you know, I got to, to ride on a truck and uh, they organized a, a freedom convoy just for me. That made me feel so special. And um, I, I just you know, want to represent the people. I, I want to, to give them a voice and I want to, them to be able to, to realize what democracy is really all about. It's about the people. It's not about the government. The people are the ones that are in charge in democracy. And a lot of um, the rulers, they probably have forgotten uh, that they are the ones, you know, at the bidding of the people. So it made me feel so special. And I've met so many excellent and great people. And uh, I will never forget that. And uh, whatever they're trying to do, whatever they're now trying to do with this trip, um, I mean, you know, I really feel sorry for them. They have no idea how great this has actually been.
Hey, welcome back. Your letters to me. But first, let me invite you to give me your thoughts on Christine Anderson. She obviously has a different view than most Canadian conservatives do on Islam. And I think that's a function of the massive uh, Islamic immigration to that country that uh, Angela Merkel um, deliberately selected. It was a it was a very interesting demographic decision that has changed the the nature of Germany and the alternative for Deutschland as opposed to it. What do you think? Do you disagree with her characterization of Islam the religion? Uh, other European leaders like Geert um, uh, Wilders says he draws a distinction between Muslims, who are people, and Islam that's an ideology or a religion. He says we should always be able to criticize any ideology, and he chooses to criticize Islam. Others would say, and Daniel Pipes is in this school, that radical Islam is the problem and moderate Islam is the solution. Where do you stand on this issue? Where do you think Christine Anderson stands and where do you think Pierre Polyev should stand? Send me an email with your thoughts to Ezra at rebelnews.com. I'll show you a few of your letters to me from our recent shows on the uranium facility in Tennessee going up in flames. Mindy Kay says there is no reason to believe that no threat to the public is happening. They lied about Ohio. I think they lied about the risks, the environmental risks in Ohio, but did they lie about a foreign sabotage? I don't think we have any information about that, but I tell you, a fire at the Oak Ridge National Laboratory, that's where the Manhattan Project is, that is extremely suspicious to me. JG Digital Jedi says trained air ailments, UFO sightings, toxic chemical fires, plane crashes, egg farming buildings catching fire, power grid being sabotaged, and now this. All these sorts of events are expected on occasion, but all of them happening at such a high frequency is a coordinated attack. We are under attack, and they are ramping up the severity. This is the simplest explanation, making it the most likely, although the plane crash was clearly Clinton's side. You know, sometimes, as Freud said, a cigar is just a cigar. And you don't want to be the feverish guy trying desperately to connect the dots. As I told you on several occasions, there is so much rail traffic in America, which is really an amazing country for railroads, that there are, just statistically speaking, four derailments a day. And you add that up pretty quickly, you're going to get you know, four a day, you're going to get over a hundred a month. And how many of those catch fire? And how many of those explode every few months? Even if you had one in a thousand explode, that's going to be an explosion a year. Now, most of that happens outside of a city or town, so it doesn't have the same impact that this did. I just remember when we sent our guys down, I said, follow the facts wherever they lead. Don't have a mindset that you're trying to prove a hypothesis that this was or wasn't sabotage. Just follow the facts. It's very difficult. The thing is, we know that Vladimir Putin is former KGB, Cold War. He was the boss of KGB in St. Petersburg, if I recall. And he is deeply pricked by the explosion of the Nord Stream pipeline and the Kerch Bridge. It would not surprise me if it was sabotage, but I must say, right now that's just speculation. We don't have proof. Michael Shields says, weird how so many key infrastructures are being damaged under mysterious circumstances all at once, huh? It is weird. Now, sometimes life is weird and sometimes there are coincidences, but in a time of war, especially such extreme war, 
And of course, war takes many forms. There's kinetic war, but there's also psychological war. There's cyber war. When I showed you the other day that every single flight in America was knocked down at once, something I've never heard of before, because of a computer glitch, maybe, but I think just using the word glitch and shrugging isn't enough to allay my suspicions. I mean, that, that sounds exactly like a kind of hack or a kind of cyber attack, doesn't it? Again, if it were the fact that it was a sabotage attack, how would we know? We would know in one of two ways. One, if the Americans would have admitted it was a hack attack, or if the Russians or Chinese or North Koreans or Iranians had boasted that it was a hack attack. But neither would have an interest in admitting it if it were true. The Americans wouldn't want to come across as weak and vulnerable. They wouldn't want to admit that the war is bringing consequences back to the American homeland, would they? And Russia, Ukraine, sorry, Russia, Iran, China, North Korea, they probably don't have an interest in taking credit if it was sabotage, because that might justify a uh, response in kind. That might justify an escalation against them. And they're not looking for bragging rights in the New York Times. I don't think either China, Russia, North Korea, Iran, or America would admit it if it was a cyber attack. So many interesting things in the world these days. Maybe it's a little bit too interesting. There is that old curse, may you live in interesting times. Until, to, well, it's tomorrow's the weekend. Until Monday, on behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters and you at home, good night and keep fighting for freedom.